This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The Amelia Project would not be possible without the generous support of our patrons. Today's Halloween special is dedicated to super patron and professional hacker Natalie Aurora, who has requested a death via a CIA assassin dropping her from the Space Needle. She will assume a new identity at the Amelia Project itself, working in tech support. Good luck explaining the googly to the interviewer, Natalie. As payment, she will give us the key to encryptions of all the software infrastructure running banks in the US. Thank you to Natalie and thank you to all our patrons who pay us for the work we do and without whom we couldn't release new episodes. If you'd like to become a patron and support future episodes, go to ameliapodcast.com and click on support the show. We would be really grateful. We hope you enjoy the Halloween special, Victor Hugo's Table. Congratulations. You've reached the Amelia Project. This phone call isn't happening. If you're not serious about this, hang up. Now. If you continue, there's no way back. Good choice. A new life awaits. You'll hear back from us within the hour. If you don't hear back, please consider the whole thing a hoax. Leave your message after the beep. Let's turn the record. Ah, much better. Now, where were we? Run out and get a box of sardines, ordered the boss of the Washington Press. I've got a nickel. I can't let you starve. I lived three months on them. Look at me. 
Yes? Just me. I was wondering if... Why is it dark in here? Why have you lit candles? Is there a power cut? Uh, no, 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 no. No power cut. Ah, Alvina, you're here too. Great. I was actually looking for both of you. No, don't turn on the light. Ah! <sighs> what is that doing there? What? The severed foot on the couch. I told Kozlovsky to keep all limbs in the freezer in the basement, not strewn around the office. It's unhygienic. Oh, don't worry, Amelia. It's not... And speaking of hygiene, you need to give this place a sweep. The cobwebs are disgusting. No, we're creating an atmosphere. And you just ruined it by walking in here and turning on the lights. It's spooky season, Amelia. Uh, Halloween isn't for another four weeks. Exactly. Spooky season. I thought in the States you're obsessed with it. I grew up in Japan. Is that skull filled with cookies? Freshly baked. Want one? Yes, please. Mitzi's Golden Pumpkin Cookies. Mmm. Yummy. So what were you going to ask us? Mmm. Just wondering if you wanted to come to the White Bear for drinks. Joey, Salvatore, and Walter will be there. Oh, normally I'd love to, but... We're actually in the middle of something. In the middle of what? Reading a book. We're taking it in turns. I read a chapter, he reads a chapter. What are you reading? Mark Twain. Mark Twain? I love Mark Twain. Can I join? Oh, yes. This could be like our own little office book club. Which one is it? Huckleberry Finn? No, no, not Huckleberry Finn. Okay, which one then? I've read them all. Jap Heron. What'd you say? Jap Heron. <laughs> Jap Heron? Yes. Uh, j- j- Jap Heron by Mark Twain? Yes. Uh, I'm pretty sure Mark Twain didn't write a book called Jap Heron. Oh, but he did. Oh. Is this like an early work? Something he wrote as a kid? Absolutely not an early work. Okay. When did he write it? 1917. 1917. So that would place it... Hang on. What? (laughs) Mark Twain died in 1910. Didn't he? Yes, he did. Uh... Are you saying you faked the death of Mark Twain and he kept writing under a new name? No, no, sadly, he died for real. What? But, wait, but he, he wrote this book after his death? Indeed. So, I, I, don't, I don't get it. What's the joke? No joke. Huh? Mark Twain had a keen interest in parapsychology. He even had psychic abilities of his own. You're going to claim he wrote this book from beyond the grave? Yes. What? It's true. That's nuts. Wait, <laughs> did, did you make this up? Absolutely not. The spirit of Mark Twain dictated the book to the medium Emily Grant Hutchings, and it was published in 1917. Twain's publisher sued the medium. The medium wanted to call the spirit of Mark Twain to the stand to support her, but unfortunately the court ruled out testimony by Ouija board. Is that how the book was written? Ouija board? Yes! Isn't it exciting? And after Jap Heron, we're doing The Mystery of Edwin Drood. What's that? The last novel of Charles Dickens. Mm. Huh. Dickens died halfway through writing it, leaving no notes to solve the disappearance of the main character. Luckily, in 1873, Dickens dictated the continuation to the spiritualist Thomas P. James. So let me get this straight. This is a book club for books dictated by ghosts? Yes! It's a Halloween project. You don't actually believe in it, though, do you? The spirits of Mark Twain and Charles Dickens and whatnot 
contacting us from beyond the grave? Of course I do. Yes, of course you do. I meant Alvina. Well, I don't know if I really believe it, but it's fun to suspend your disbelief at this time of year, don't you think? <gasps> well, uh... I'll leave the two of you to your literary hooey and enjoy a black sheep ale with the rest of the gang. Mind if I take some cookies for them? Sure, take the whole skullful. Thanks. Though I should warn you that I got the recipe from Beyond Delicious, the Ghost Whisperer's cookbook. A Ouija board recipe book? Mary Ann Winkowski contacted over a hundred ghosts for the book. Yesterday I made Ted's coconut kisses... Tomorrow, I think I'll make Lisa's lemon sour bars. You don't think that's creepy? No. I think keeping people's memories alive through their recipes is rather beautiful, actually. Sure, if it's an apple pie recipe handed down from your great-great-grandmother. But transcribing a recipe from some random ghost? I mean, who knows its intentions? Uh, What if it tries to poison you? (laughs) You said it was all hokum. Anyway... I know my cinnamon from my cyanide. You sure you'd rather sit in the dark reading dubious books than go for a beer? Yes. Yes. Okay. Suit yourselves. Bye, Amelia. Oh, you want me to turn the lights off again? Yes, please. Well, have fun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Somehow I don't think we'll convert her to the joys of spirit literature. No. And we didn't even tell her about my very favorite case of ghost whispering. Which one was that? Rosemary Brown. Listen. Which composer is she channeling here? Franz Liszt. He first contacted her in 1922 when she was seven years old. And she really had no musical training? No. Yet she transcribed complex new compositions by Chopin, Schubert, Bach and Mozart. Wowing musicians around the world. Leonard Bernstein invited her to his hotel and watched her channel a fiendishly complicated new piece by Rachmaninoff. It's a very strange case. There are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in your philosophy. Shall we get back to Jap Heron? Let's. Jap surveyed him apprehensively. I'd hate to be so thin, he complained, and I don't like sardines nor any fishes. My dad fed us on them every day. All us wanted to buy donuts. Can I buy them? Yes, what is it, Salvatore? A big package. Addressed to you, signor. Ooh! On Halloween! <gasps> Perfect timing! Well, bring it in, Salvatore. Come on, bring it in, bring it in. <laughs> oh, my! Oh, thank you, Joey and Salvatore. You can place it over by the bookcase. Cats! So, uh, what's wrong? We're stuck! In a spider's web. Oh, um, that. It's uh, a big spider's web. You got a tarantula in here? No, 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 no sorry. You, you see, I actually draped that over the door. 
Yes, I should have warned you about it first. Why did you put a spider's I'll, web I'll over the door? I'll help you yourselves. I just... Uh, you sure you don't have a tarantula problem? Yes. Out, out, Salvatore. That's my hair. Because uh, a tarantula bite is no joke. Right, there you go. You're free. <laughs> now, if you could just put the box down over by the book. Hey, there's still some around your leg. Not my new Roger Pilkington set. Oh, I just had that replaced. Is the box okay? I got shards of porcelain in my bum. Now Kozlovsky will pick them out and bandage you up. Now what about the box? Let's take a look inside. Careful, careful, it's an antique. Oh? Don't put that thing. Oh. What is it? It's a haunted artifact. It's one of the most coveted pieces of spiritualist memorabilia in the world. It beggars belief it was on sale. And for a pittance, too. Ci siamo quasi. Just look at it. Oh. A table. What makes it so special? Uh, well, you see, this table used to belong to Victor Hugo. Who? Hugo. Who? Hugo. Who? Hugo. Who? Hugo. Who? Hugo. Who? The hunchback of Notre Dame. He was a hunchback? What? No, 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 no. no. Oh, Hugo wrote. Look, don't tell me you've never read The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Does it have car chases in it? Does it have a... I mean, we're talking about a masterpiece of gothic literature from 1831. Yes, but does it have car chases in it? Right, Joey. Um, Salvatore, please tell me you know The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Of course. <laughs> yes. Phew. <laughs> so Victor Hugo worked for Disney. Oh, right. Here we are. <clears throat> Here, catch. Ouch! Why'd you throw a book at me? It's Notre Dame de Paris. Sorry, I only have the French original. But read it. You're going to love it. I promise you. Hey, 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 hey! What are you doing? The table is over a hundred years old. It's a piece of junk. What? See? One leg is shorter than the others. Don't put your cocoa cup on there oh. or else... Ah, now, listen. The biggest risk to crockery in this room is the two of you. Now... Deep breath. Off you hop. You've got some reading to do. Adopo, boss. Oh, hello, you two. Wait, have you got a book? <laughs> what are you reading, Joey? Something about car chases. The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Victor Hugo. Oh, does that mean... Victor Hugo's table. Hmm? Has it arrived? Yes, oh! here it is. Oh, Wow. Just in time for Halloween. Yes. Can I touch it? Oh, yes, go for it. Can you believe this is the actual table Victor Hugo used when he was exiled in Jersey? I know. The table on which he wrote Les Miserables? I know. Uh, Hey, guys. uh, I just saw Joey with his nose in a book. A French book. Do you think he's okay? Uh, Got some new furniture, I see. Do you like it? A three-legged table. It looks... wobbly. Not very practical. It's Victor Hugo's writing table! (laughs) Seriously? Victor Hugo? Shouldn't it be in a museum? How did you get it? It turned up in some clueless Belgian's garage. He put an ad out for it. Can you believe it? How unlikely. 
I'm sure we could get a fortune for it at Sotheby's. Uh, uh, yes, but we have to study it first. Uh, study it? It's at this table that Victor Hugo conducted his conversations with the dead. What is it with great writers and ghosts? Hugo actually started out a staunch skeptic. And then what happened? He discovered absinthe? No. He discovered this table. He would sit at it every night and be visited by the most amazing guests. Plato, Hannibal, Aristophanes, Joan of Arc, Galileo, Abel, Lord Byron, Dante, Moses, Socrates, Shakespeare, Alexander the Great, even Jesus. He would conduct fascinating conversations with these spirits and note them down in his journal. How did the ghosts communicate with him? One table leg is shorter than the others. The spirits communicated by moving the table. One tap for yes, two taps for no. Hmm. They could also spell out words. One tap for A, two for B, three for C, four for D, and so on. That must have taken a very long time. You know Shakespeare dictated an entire play to him? No way. Yes. Shakespeare's final comedy, written 200 years after his death and transcribed by Victor Hugo. But didn't Victor Hugo hate English and refuse to learn it? <laughs> yes, you're quite right. When England wants to chat with me, let her learn my language. <laughs> but luckily, Shakespeare dictated this play to Hugo in French. Oh, convenient. The bard told Hugo that he now acknowledged French as the superior language. <laughs> of course. According to his journals, on some nights, when a really strong connection had been made, the table would even start spinning or lift up into the air. Ooh, perhaps now Victor Hugo will use the table to send us another novel. A sequel to The Hunchback of Notre Dame. It is possible. I was joking. You really don't believe in spirits, Amelia. Hello? Spirits! Are you there? No, I don't. Well, I know what you mean, Amelia. I was also a natural skeptic. Still am, really. But some of these stories are really weird. I mean... Take the case of Arthur Conan Doyle, for example. You know during his memorial at the Royal Albert Hall, a chair was left empty so his spirit could attend. And apparently... Did you just... What was that? Yes. What was that? It was nothing. <gasps> that was definitely something. It was. It was. It was the table. It was. You leaned against it. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I swear I didn't. I don't think she did. Well, it's a, it's, a, it's a wobbly table. It wobbled. Big wobbly deal. It's just... It's such a coincidence. A coincidence? What's a coincidence? You asked a question no, and... No, I didn't. Yes, you did. You said, hello spirits, are you there? Oh, come on. You don't seriously think... Hello, table. Can you hear me? Oh. <gasps> okay, that was a bit weird. But it, it, it just wobbled. Come on, pull up some chairs. Let's sit around it. Oh. What? We're, we're sitting around the... Yes, we've made a connection. We have to maintain it. See how far this goes. Right. Come on, everybody. Sit down. Okay. Um... <clears throat> <clears throat> Oh my god. Mm. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. So, mm. Okay, so, so what do we do now? 
I, I don't know. I've never done this before. Um, okay, so I think we all have to place our palms flat on the table. All right. Like this? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is ridiculous. I know it kind of is, but but we should at least try, right? I mean, if Ugor used this table to communicate with Plato, Hannibal, Rousseau, Aristophanes... Oh, it would be nice to reconnect with Aristophanes. I mean, an Aristophanes comedy for the 21st century. Now, that would be quite something. Or maybe Mitzi could give me tips on how to improve those cookies. Oh, yes. Or maybe it's just... A wonky table. Well, let's ask it. And how do we do that? Hello? Is anyone there? I told you... Shh! How long are we going to... Okay, this is enough. If a spirit was here, they would have shown themselves by now. (gasps) You moved it! No, I didn't. Well, I certainly didn't. Anyway, you asked the question minutes ago, so how is this even connected? I... I think... It it seems to respond better... to you. What? To me? Yes. Ask it something, Amelia. (laughs) Okay, uh, hello, Mr. Ghost. No, 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 no! If we're going to do this, you have to take it seriously, Amelia. Okay, 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 fine. Hello? Are you there? Um... That was a yes. One of us... One of us probably just uh, moved the table, subconsciously, but... That was a no! Holy fuck! You're sure you're not moving the table? No! No! Let's keep going. We mustn't break the connection. I'm not sure that I like this. Go on, Amelia. Ask who it is. Who are you? Three taps. What does three taps mean again? A, B, C. It's a C. C, C, C. Chaucer? Cary Grant? (gasps) Cleopatra? Whoa, 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 what is what is I happening? can't keep count. Oh my god. This is insane. How many was that? Uh, 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 I, I, think I, 12? I think 13. 13 would be M. C M that doesn't make any sense. Well, 12 would be L. Cool. Cleopatra! It is Cleopatra! Are you Cleopatra? No. Oh, that's a pity. She was such an entertaining woman. What? You're not going to claim Cleopatra was a client, are you? I... uh... Oh! What? Client! Yes? Client! What? Are you... Are you a client? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
A client from the beyond. How could we possibly help them? We're the best in the business. Sure, but... What do you want? What do you want? Do you think we frightened it away? Why would a ghost want to fake their death? They're already dead. You're right. It doesn't make any sense. Ghosts come back to play pranks, right? To, to console loved ones or, or to take revenge, not... What does that mean? Uh, I'm right? This is a prank? Something to do with a loved one. Revenge, then. Yes. You were murdered. You want to take revenge on your murderer. How can we help you get revenge? Hang on, that's not really our department, is it? We're a death-faking agency. Maybe we can branch out. Help clients from the beyond exact revenge. Doesn't that sound exciting? Aren't ghosts quite capable of doing that by themselves? How do we fit in? Look, do you want to help this poor ghost or not? What do you suggest we do? First, we need to find out as much as possible about its demise. Who killed you? C-D-E-F-G-H-I-J-K-L-M-N-O-P-Q-R-S-T-U... You. Uriah? Uriel? Ulysses? Udo? Well? You. Just... You? Huh. You, Maybe a code name? You, 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 you... Uh, uh, you don't think... What? You... What you mean... I mean... That you means... Us? Oh, that's ridiculous. <gasps> yes? That was a yes? It's us? We killed you? But I... <laughs> this... Uh, there, there must be some mistake. Oh, I've got it. What? It must be a former client. See? A former client. And we faked their death. Oh, phew. But now they must have got themselves killed for real and... Is that true? You mean we fake killed you? No. Huh. So... We... We really... killed you. Are you sure you haven't got us mixed up? There are certain other so-called death-faking agencies out there who take the cash, then bump off their clients for real. It's scammers like that who give our industry a bad name. But here at the Amelia Project... Amelia. Yes? You're trembling. What is it? Tony Di Pasqua. Sorry? Tony Di Pasqua! The Mafia boss, remember? Of course! I'm gonna count to three! Uh? After three, you'll be dripping off the wall like a bolognese! One! Two! I really dislike firearms! Two and a half! You shot him! Yep, I shot him! I was very impressed with how you shot down that bastard. Shh! He might be in the room with us! 
Uh, uh, I, I, sh- shame on you, Alvina. Oh, what a cold-blooded thing to do. It was self-defense. You think the ghost of Tony DePasqua cares? Um, are you Tony DePasqua? No. No? Uh, no, it's not Tony. Oh. Whew. Oh, yes. <laughs> Have we killed anyone else? I don't think so. Actually, yes. I don't recall his name, but there was that guy who hid in the closet. You locked him in, remember? <gasps> oh, wait. Alex! <gasps> his name was Alex. Remember, he'd, he'd put his wife through a wood chipper. Oh, no. No, no, he was a psychopath. Alvina... He's like the love child of Norman Bates and Lady Macbeth. Not boring, then. You got us into this, Alvina. Now get us out. Uh, I got us into this. Did I come out yet? Yes, you're supposed to research clients so we don't, I don't know, invite someone in here who might chop us into pieces and bake us in a pie. I'm having difficulty breathing. <laughs> I'm supposed to do the background checks. Yes. Welcome the clients yes. to the office. Draw up their contracts. Yes. Bribe them into secrecy. And make your bloody cocoa. Yes. It's too much! Oh, fuck. What was that? I think he just fainted. We better open that door. No! No, Alvina, he's a killer! He kills people! Don't open that! Is he? I think you just killed him. Oh. Hmm. Well. Right here. That's that sorted, then. Good timing, actually. Kozlowski needs a replacement corpse for the Langsbury disappearance, and Walter at the morgue can't get one till tomorrow. Good. Shall we bring him straight to the basement, then? You take the head, and I'll take the feet. Alex? Is that you? <gasps> oh, shit! <laughs> oh. Oh. We, we, we didn't mean to kill you, Alex. I locked you into that cupboard for your own safety to keep you hidden, and then. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, stop, stop, stop. Uh, Alex, please, please, oh god, oh god, oh god. whatever it is, we, we, we can work this out. We didn't mean any harm. We didn't. You, you find it amusing that we are being haunted by a psychopathic killer? Wait, I'm sorry, Amelia. She really fell for it. We just wanted to see if we could make you believe for a bit. Oh, it was a prank. So you were moving the table. Yes. I, I... And it worked. But but, but, but you look so scared, Alvina. Yes. Oh, that really was great. Great acting, Alvina. Oh, you two are <sighs> terrible. Uh, to be honest, <laughs> oh. we were really lucky with the falling teacup and the wind. Yes, yes, that really added the something. There, I was genuinely spooked. It really felt as if we'd conjured up a genuine spirit. Um. Uh, ha ha, don't milk it. No, that wasn't me. Yeah, of course not. Was it you? Me? No. Uh, oh, ha ha, very funny, Amelia. What? It was you. You're trying to get revenge. No! Or maybe it is Alex trying to get revenge. Stop it. Right, everybody, raise your hands. Okay, and move the chairs back a bit. No touching the table with your feet. So here goes. Are you real? <gasps> Shit! Oh my God. Well, strike me like is a it? bongo. Is it? I think it's lifting off. 
No, we can't let it. It might hurt someone. Press down, everyone. Press down. Well, that was a really smart idea, bringing a haunted artifact into the office. We ended it by using it for a prank. We're sorry. We're truly... Yeah, it's moving away. It's... It's... Good Stay tuned for the epilogue, but first the credits. The Amelia Project is a production of Imploding Fictions. This episode featured Alan Bergen as the interviewer, Julia C. Thorne as Alvina, Julia Morizawa as Amelia, Stan Morris as Joey and Tony Di Pasqua, Fernando Tiberini as Salvatore, and James Oliva as Alex. The episode was written and edited by Philip Thorne, with story editing by Einstein Ulspuk Braga, sound design by Alexander Danner, music by Frederick Barden, production assistance by Marty Patsival, and graphic design by Anders Pedersen. Right now, we are deep into the writing of Season 5 Part 3. We're super excited by it, and we would love to go into production soon, but we do need your support. This show is funded by listeners like you, so if the show brings you joy consider paying us for the work we do. All we're asking is the price of a cup of cocoa when we release a new episode. You can set up a running pledge over on Patreon by going to ameliapodcast.com and clicking on support the show. Thank you so much to everyone who is already supporting the show. It means so much to us. And a shout out to our super patrons. That's Celeste Joes, Heat312, Rodney Dulligy, Jem Fiddick, Alban Asant, Amelie and Allison, Stephanie Weitnihler, Rafael Eduardo Vifas Farastaki, Alison Throw, Patricia Bornwagner, Bryce Godmer, Cliff Heisinger, Michael West, Tom Putnam, Diana Birchenbreiter, Tim McMacken, Blythe Varney, Parker Percy, Sophie H, Natalie Aurora, Lee and V. Huadine, Mr. Squiggles, David Living. Tony Fisher, Tibby, Florian Byers, Courtney Mays Renson, Boo, Jackie B, Helia Hazel, Yebra Diaconito, Mark Strobenek, Astra Kim, Olivia Dodson, and Philip Hansen. And now, the epilogue. Can you make it move? Certo. Spin? Absolutely. Fly up into the air? We like a challenge. Great. And you can have it ready by Halloween? We'll do our best. After it flies into the air, can it explode? No more indoor explosions, Salvatore, remember? What was that? No explosions, understood. Good. Now, I'm going to put this on his desk. Want to take bets on how quickly he orders the table? Eh, what's so special about it? Nothing. I picked it up for a fiver at a yard sale. But I just faked an ad claiming it's Victor Hugo's writing table. Victor who? Hugo. Who? Hugo. Who? Hugo. Who? Hugo. Who? Hu- <sighs> a famous writer. He had a haunted writing table that could channel spirits, or so he claimed. It's just the sort of thing Arthur and Alvina are going to lap up. <laughs> <laughs> Once the mechanics are ready, we'll box the table up and you can deliver it to his office. This is going to be so much fun! Uh, see you later, boys. Hey, see you. Ciao. Do you notice Vincent Hugo? I think it was Vigo. Nah, I'm pretty sure it was Vincent. Hey, what was that? You pushed the table. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. What? A ghost moved it? (gasps) Mamma mia. Hello? Are you a ghost? Mamma mia. (gasps) Are you... 
Are you... Hector Hugo? The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Contact Day is in but a few short months, which means it is time to begin preparations for the Bi-Decennial Festival. This year, we are celebrating every single one of you living in my beloved Windfall City. It is not our business to question the Queen's will. It is not our business to do anything but follow it. It is you and your loyalty that has laid the groundwork for this incredible utopian society that we seek for. Do you have any idea what's going on with us? It is the duty of each and every one of you to do everything you can to make the festival a success this year. Are you ready to speak kindly with me now, child? I have no doubt that this year will be one for the history books, and that will be due in no small part to the dedication of my adoring Windfall, a dystopian science fiction podcast from Rogue Dialogue.